From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Urban farming is becoming a nationwide trend, but certainly it's starting to take root, no pun intended, in the Mont Valley. I was just on Facebook the other day and saw someone in Glassport asking, uh, is it okay if I have chickens in the borough of Glassport? And somebody else chimed in on uh, Facebook, yes, because I have chickens and I live in Glassport. Uh, on the phone with us uh, this morning is Raiden Sirach. He's Director of Community Projects at Grow Pittsburgh. They are one of the experts in our area in uh, urban farming and community farming, and they've got a community garden, which uh, they're going to be working on in Duquesne. Uh, good morning, Raiden. Hi, how are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. Uh, ignore these sirens in the background. I have no idea where they're going. The fire department's headed somewhere, but that's the the magic of live radio. Um, of course. Uh, uh first of all, tell us, uh, you're with Grow Pittsburgh, correct? Yeah, that's right. And um, we are, um, like you said, we're working in urban agriculture, and um, we promote the benefits that community gardens and, and urban farming in general brings to our neighborhoods. We also um, do a lot of education, teaching people how to grow food, including um, young people in schools, um, adults, elders, um, all of the above. And um, we're really excited to uh, share with you what's going on um, in your uh, listeners' area. Uh, I want to talk to you about uh, Braddock Farms, which uh, Grow Pittsburgh has been involved with. But tell us, before we go too much further, about the, the project that's up and coming in Duquesne, in the city of Duquesne. Yeah, I would love to. Um, this has been a really great um, opportunity for us. We, we currently we run a program uh, and we have been for the past eight years called Allegheny Grows, which is a um, program to start new gardens in low to moderate income areas throughout the county. Um, and that is uh, supported by Allegheny County Economic Development. Um, so we're very thankful to have their support in order to start um, new gardens each year. Um, and so Duquesne is, is one of the ones that, we're, that we've been working with. Um, we were actually connected um, through the uh, Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh's Family Care Centers, um, and they uh, connected us with the group um, at the uh, First Presbyterian mm-hmm. Church of Duquesne, who is very excited about starting a garden, and they had some small space on uh, on the church property that they have been using for a couple of years to grow some food and have some programming. But um, in working with them, you know, this is just a super energized group. They have a lot of great connections in Duquesne, um, and uh, it's been a lot of fun to work with them. And so they are actually planning on a, um, a big build day for the garden, a big volunteer day. Uh, everyone's invited on Saturday, May 12th okay. from 9 a.m. to 12th at the um, – First Presbyterian Church of Duquesne. So Saturday, May 12th, from 9 until 12 at First Presbyterian Church in Duquesne, and that is right on uh, Route 837. Um, it's called Duquesne Boulevard, but they are the big church right there on not too far down the road from Kennywood, as a matter of fact. That's right, yep. Okay, so that's 9 to 12, Saturday, May 12th, and do people need to bring, if people want to come, do they need to bring anything in particular, work gloves, work boots? Um, I think that just, you know, obviously it's, it's getting pretty warm now, so um, making sure to have uh, good shoes and also water, um, and there's going to be plenty of different ways to plug in. There's the, the good old grunt work of moving some soil into raised beds, but there's also, we're going to be planting a pollinator garden, 
um, their kids' activities. Um, uh, there's other ways that people can can help on that day that's a little bit less uh, lower impact, so to speak. So so young kids and uh, seniors or people with limited mobility are welcome to to come and help too. There'll be plenty of stuff exactly. to do. Exactly. Okay. I mean, one of one of the key elements of that garden project is um, Sycamore Acres, which uh, supports um, elders in need of assistance uh, living. Uh, right next door to the church, and um, we're going to be installing um, some handicap-accessible raised beds um, that wheelchairs can um, move under so that people um, in wheelchairs can have access to growing vegetables as well. Um, so we're, we're really excited about that partnership, and I think that, um, you know, really want to try to make this space as, uh, as welcoming as possible. We'll, we'll give the details out a couple of more times. Uh, First Presbyterian Church of Duquesne is on um, Facebook. If you're on Facebook, just look for them. They've got an active presence there. Raiden Sirock is Director of Community Projects with Grow Pittsburgh. Raiden, can you give us your, your website address and a phone number for people to get in touch with you? Sure. Um, we are at www.growpittsburgh.org. Uh, you can find information on our upcoming events and workshops and um, job opportunities and more about our programs all on our website. Um, and you can also reach us at 412-362-4769. Uh, 412-362-4769, and we will give that number out as well uh, later on in the show. Uh, so define, I, I kind of introduced you by saying this is something that seems like it has taken off over the last few years nationwide, but... Um, is has come to the Mon Valley in a big way. Define for us what is urban farming or, or community gardening. Sure. Um, so, in some ways, we like to describe community gardening as just you know any any two or more people that are not directly related growing food together in the same space. I mean, it, it can be very broad. Um, urban agriculture. You know, we're considering that meaning you know anybody anybody who's growing food in their backyards. Uh, as part of a community garden, as part of a small business maybe, or a small urban farm um, that's more production-focused. Um, you know, we're thinking uh, chickens, um, rooftop gardening, um, indoor gardening with aquaponics and, and um, more kind of technical growing. Um, there's a lot of different aspects of it, and, and primarily we're focused on the school gardens, um, production farms, and community gardens side of things. Um, and, and I just wanted to address one thing you mentioned before is, yes, we're seeing a lot of energy and activity and, and local support, regional support, and, and national support for urban gardening. Um, but also, you know, this, this is not something new. This has been, um, you know, going on for, you know, many, many generations. And, and you'll find actually when, I, when you talk to people about uh, growing food that they have often been taught by their parents or their grandparents um, passing down a legacy of, of self-sufficiency and growing food. And so, um, you know, really it's, it's just an, another wave of, of the, same, uh, the same necessity um, and, and also a lot of joy in connecting with the land. I'm glad that you mentioned that because uh, we were I was just talking with someone the other day about um, my grandfather uh, with a small lot in McKeesport used to make wine at home, and oh, cool. he had pretty extensive for a small lot grape arbor i mean he was able to get a lot of the grapes that he grew uh, or that he used for his wine he was able to grow right in his backyard in mckeesport and he also had peppers and tomatoes and, and that kind of thing which my grandmother would then put up in cans um so so this isn't maybe it wasn't called urban farming or, or community gardening back in the day but it is something that 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 goes back to the you know when people first started to move into towns yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and that's that's quite impressive because I know 
personally, that grapes are pretty hard to grow. So, um, <laughs> uh, very, uh, yeah, very impressed with hearing that. That's awesome. Um, and you know, there are there are a number of different ways that that folks can get plugged into urban growing. Um, you know, I mentioned you know backyards. Not everyone has a backyard um, or is able to grow in their backyard. So we do recommend you know finding out where your local community gardens are. Um, they are almost always looking for new people to get involved, um, even just to volunteer occasionally. Um, if not, you know, be a regular grower in that space. Um, if your child goes to a school where there are, where there's a school garden, um, you know, they really love to get parents involved, especially taking care of plots over the summer. Um, and, uh, you know, supporting your local farmers, um, growing on your uh, balconies, um, Going to workshops, all that kind of stuff is, is all is all part of it. So there's lots of different ways to plug in, even if um, it's a little bit intimidating to you at first. Or um, really, the way to start is just start planting and figure it out. We have to take a, a break here in in a couple of seconds, but um, before we do, uh, it, it strikes me that one of the reasons that the Mon Valley um, and, and and parts of the Pittsburgh urban area are almost ideal for this is. For better or for worse, land is pretty inexpensive, and yeah. we have a lot of vacant lots in a lot of communities. Am I correct with that? Yeah, I mean, there's something like 10,000 vacant lots just in the city of Pittsburgh. Um, so we're seeing a lot of opportunity in being able to reuse these spaces and, and put them back into use in a way that's um, positive for communities, that's, that's beautiful, that's um, productive. Um, and also, you know, shows neighbors that that something positive is happening. Um, uh, I think that there's, you know, there's a couple of things that we just need to be aware of because of the legacy of um, home de demolitions and also the legacy of in industry in our region that we just need to be careful and make sure that we're also um, testing soil ahead of time um, just to make sure that we're aware of what kind of um, Sure. You know, if, if there's an elevated lev level or something, we, we can do something to address that. Let's let's put a uh, bookmark there because I want to come back sure. to that. And I also want to ask you what sort of things grow best uh, around here. You mentioned grapes are not a great choice unless you're a Hungarian immigrant and you're living in McKeesport. It's but, tough. It's doable, but tough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. let's talk about what are some of the things that do um, uh, grow best. And let's also talk about this, those uh, safety concerns. OK. Sure. Raiden Sirak is director of community projects for Grow Pittsburgh. We're talking about urban gardening. Spring has finally sprung, and uh, this is a good time to talk about urban gardening, I think. 412-362-4769 or growpittsburgh.org. We're going to give you more details, too, about that community garden that uh, is being planned in Duquesne. You're listening to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and Tube City Online. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes. Support comes from the readers of TubeCityOnline.com and the Tube City Almanac, and we thank them for their support. If you'd like to contribute, please visit our website, call us at 412-614-9659, or email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. Welcome back. Our guest this morning is Raiden Sirak. He's from Grow Pittsburgh. We're talking about urban farming and community gardening. Uh, you can find out more about Grow Pittsburgh at growpittsburgh.org. You can also call 412-362-4769. Uh, coming up later here in the half hour, we're going to talk about Braddock Farms, and uh, which has already uh, got some production going, I understand, Raiden. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, absolutely. And there's a lot um, that you can see there, and we really love having people coming to check out 
about Braddock Farm. There's tours available a lot. Um, it's a really beautiful space, and I think people can get pretty inspired. Um, it's nearly one acre, so you can kind of see what what's happening in that big of a space and maybe try to figure out how to translate that to um, to your own space as well. Uh, and, and also this community garden that uh, on Saturday, May 12th, uh, is going to get underway at First Presbyterian Church in Duquesne, which is right on 837. So stay tuned. We'll have more details about both of those coming up uh, later on in the half hour. When we took the break, Rayton, you brought up a good point, which is there are uh, I don't want to say any concern may even be too strong of a word, but there are safety things to keep in mind when you are growing in an urban environment, such as if the house was torn down where you are planning to grow, there may have been lead paint and that lead paint dust may be in the ground and you don't want to plant edible plants there, correct? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, there's there's often a range. I mean, um, I think that folks have to balance the, the pros and cons um, because, you know, we can't test every single square foot of, of a site. And so what we're doing when we test soil is we basically um, pick a section of the area that you're growing, maybe 10 feet by 10 feet, and take an average. Um, and that sample is what we end up testing. So, you know, if we see something that's a little bit higher, um, we might do some more extensive testing to figure out if there is um, a hot spot, like maybe there was a, um, you know, right on the edge of where a house was taken down. Um, that tends to be a higher level or, or on the, because we used to have leaded gasoline. Yeah. Um, on very, you know, on the sides of very busy roads, sometimes the, the lot, um, right next to the road is a little bit higher in, in lead. So, um, you know, obviously no level of lead is, uh, 100% safe. Um, but there are certainly a wide range of levels that we might see, um, in a site. And typically for Grow Pittsburgh, our kind of action level is 300 parts per million. So above that, uh, we're taking some extra precautions to maybe either put a barrier between the existing soil and a raised bed. Uh-huh. Um, you know, simple practices like hand washing and just making sure that you're, you know, keeping your garden boots in a place that's not tracking through the house. Okay. Um, and just being extra careful with uh, with young kids. Um, so it doesn't necessarily rule out if you if somebody has a lot, you know, in their neighborhood or next to their house and they want to grow something on it. It doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily a deal breaker. Like you said, you can do a raised right. bed. That, that mm-hmm. with you fresh soil. you could plant um you know crops like tomatoes for example um because the fruit is not absorbing um the lead into the fruit it, it typically tends to stay in the the plant um but crops like greens um or roots mm-hmm. which tend to get Tap a lot roots. more dirt yeah. on them is just harder to get clean or, or they could be ornamental flowers or, or something as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raiden Sirak is Director of Community Projects at Grow Pittsburgh, 412-362-4769 or growpittsburgh.org. We're talking about urban gardening and urban farming, which, as Raiden pointed out earlier in the show today, uh, it was not a new concept. Our grandparents were doing this, uh, something that we are kind of rediscovering now uh, in the 21st century. Um, you brought up uh, something that I wanted to get to, which is, what are the best, what what kind of things grow best uh, around the sure. Pittsburgh area and in an urban setting? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I often tell people right off the bat is just, you know, grow what you want to eat. Um, good good advice. Like, oh, I've grown lots of cabbage, but I don't really like cabbage. Like, yeah. Oh, you know, focus on the stuff that, A, you really like to eat and also the kinds of things that you might pass up at the store because they're just too expensive to buy um, directly. So things like herbs or maybe um, fresh tomatoes or peppers, I would focus on growing the things that are going to be, you know, a higher cash crop, if you will. Potatoes and onions tend to be pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, so unless you're growing some specialty varieties, um, I might recommend, you know, growing things that are 
going to be a little bit more bang for your buck. Um, and now here we are. You know, you mentioned we got our first couple of 70-degree days in a long time, so it's feeling uh, pretty good getting out there. Um, I think that uh, at this point, you know, you can be growing things that are uh, spring crops, you know, lettuce, peas, greens, um, broccoli, seedlings. I would probably use seedlings on those for now. Um, other, uh, you know, onions, anything kind of like that that's going to like a little bit of the cooler temperature. Okay. And then typically folks um, are planting, you know, right after Mother's Day, um, as long as there's not a, a frost in sight, um, you could start planting your tomatoes and peppers, eggplant, zucchini um, uh, at that point for to try to get as, as much of the summer season as you can. Um, and then starting again, like late August, you could start planting another uh, round of some fall crops. So some of those um, plants that like a little cooler weather, like uh, like greens and um, Brussels sprouts. And, and does it make sense then to, to do what my grandmother did? Uh, years ago, which is to pickle things or to can them. And, and, oh, yeah. you know, as they come in in the springtime and summertime, you know, you, you get one thing and you put it up for use later and then the next crop pops up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, um, there's so many delicious things that you can make, um, with what you grow. And I know a lot of people feel very inundated with, uh, you know, zucchinis, zucchinis. or tomatoes or yeah. at the time. <laughs> so uh, try I to figure out up ways on you, to yeah. that last. It's great. Yeah. They're, 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 they're like the invasion of the body snatchers sometimes, the zucchini. <laughs> uh, Raiden Sirak is Director of Community Projects for Grow Pittsburgh, 412-362-4769 or growpittsburgh.org. If you have a brown thumb like I do or you think you do, what sort of reason? Or, or you've never canned before. I mean, that, that you know, for a lot of people, that's like, what are we talking about? Like horseshoeing or something uh, what kind of resources does grow pittsburgh offer for people who either who are novice gardeners or don't know what to do the vegetables start to come in and now they don't know what to do with them sure yeah i i, re I really appreciate that question because i do talk to a lot of people who say you know I, I really don't know how to grow anything i don't i don't think i can participate in this community garden and um you know really i think what's important about um about that is to share that there are so many different ways if you're thinking about a community garden to get involved, like helping with kids' activities or planning for events or um, just planting flowers or, um, you know, doing the budget, you know, there, there are lots of different ways that people who maybe don't feel as comfortable or are not physically able to get in the dirt can help out with that. So um, I always encourage people to think outside the box in that way. But if you are seeking out um, additional knowledge and, and resources about how to grow your own food, I definitely recommend um, we have a great resource on our website called the Info Hub, okay. which is a bunch of um, single sheets that you can print out on a variety of topics. Um, we also offer many different workshops throughout the season. I think we have um, 18 on the schedule for this season. So things about, uh, like how to build raised beds or how to start seedlings or um, even canning, um, some of those things you can you can you know, take a workshop with us and, and you can find more information about that on our website or give us a call. Yeah. Um, I see, I the other see, ways I would, yeah. I see you have something coming up at the, at the Carnegie Library in Braddock. You have something coming up. Um, you have them these sort of yeah. all over, uh, yeah, we, all we, over the area. Yeah, we uh, spread out throughout, um, around for sure. Um, and I think, you know, just since we're talking about some specific, um, we talked about soil testing before at our um, tool lending library in Larmer, um, in Pittsburgh, we've got um, a, a free lead test, lead soil test okay. event coming up on May 5th. Okay. Um, that's from 11 to 2 at 147 Putnam Street. So that's in Larimer, kind of behind Bakery Square, if you're familiar where that is. Um, and that's at our tool lending library, the Garden Resource Center. 
um, and you can bring a dry sample of soil in a bag that's labeled, and we will be able to test it right there um, in partnership with the Allegheny County Conservation District, and then you can get your lead result, be able to talk to an expert right there. So that, that's an example of some of the workshops and the events that, that we're able to offer. Um, I think that uh, there's a couple other, other ways that you can be involved. One is um, at the Braddock Farms that you mentioned, um, we have a, a farmer's market um, where we sell produce grown at the farm, and that's right next to Bell's Market at 6th and Braddock. Okay, sure. Um, and that will start uh, start up the first Saturday in June. It's the 2nd of June, and will go to the end of October, and that's from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We, we, um, we have to pause right there. Um, sure. Let's pick it up uh, right there, and uh, that's good information for those of us who are good, better at eating the vegetables than growing the vegetables. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all of us. That's right? all of us, right? Rayton Sirach is Director of Community Projects at Grow Pittsburgh. You can find out more information, 412-362-4769, or visit their website, growpittsburgh.org. They're also on Twitter and Facebook. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up here on Rayton. 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area, and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. Uh, back for a final few minutes with Raiden Sarak, Director of Community Projects at Grow Pittsburgh, 412-362-4769. Raiden, let me throw a, a, a confrontational question at you. Um, sure. uh, what if you're the next door neighbor of the person who has the chickens? Uh, what are these? What are these solutions for people who live in the neighborhood and they've got houses around them, and suddenly there are, are chickens? Because gardening can make noise, it can make dust, it can make messes. Um, what sort of strategies yeah. does Grow Pittsburgh recommend? Yeah, I mean, I, I recommend you know talking to your neighbor first. I think that most things can be solved just by having a conversation and saying, you know what. Um, where the coop is is a little bit, you know, too close to my property. Can we discuss, you know, moving it over a little bit? And if that's really the only problem, then um, a conversation can can handle that. Um, obviously, if um, if there are roosters involved, that's way more of a nuisance. Um, most chickens are, <laughs> yeah, are pretty, pretty quiet. quiet. They're pretty yeah. uh, sweet. They're um, you know they don't they don't make a, a ton of uh, of mess as, as long as they're being um, taken care of um, and uh, hopefully. Um, but you know, those darn uh, roosters, that can, that boys, boys will be boys. Um, uh, you also have been helping some local municipalities, if I'm correct, like adapt if they've got planning or zoning regulations um, and they want to permit in some part of their borough or city or township urban farming. You, you've been working with these municipalities, correct? Yeah. So um, we worked um, a couple of years ago with the city of Pittsburgh to develop some urban agriculture zoning codes um, that were modeled in, in part on um, some of the ones in, in Cleveland. Um, and we've noticed that other municipalities around the county have sometimes been looking to the, the new city code as some for some examples of how they could make it work in their own um, town. And uh, so we, we always recommend, you know, not starting from scratch, see what else is out there, um, and then adapt it to what's going to work for your municipality. Tell us in the couple minutes we have left a little bit more about Braddock Farms, which has come up 
several times in this discussion. You mentioned that there will be a farmer's market starting up uh, right there on Braddock Avenue next to, to Bell's Market at 6th and Braddock. Um, tell us about Braddock Farms. Where is it located and, and when did it get into operation? Sure. Um, so that's at uh, 10th and Braddock. It's actually right um, right under the mill there, so um, you really can't miss it. Um, and it's pretty amazing to see the, the contrast with um, the mill and this um, you know development of industry and, and building and all the things that the mill has produced right next to this community garden with all of the food and community stuff that the garden is producing. Um, so we, uh, we do encourage folks to, to come down and check it out. Um, there are a lot of different events going on there. Um, I want to especially point out on June 3rd, that, that first Sunday of June, there's going to be a farm season kickoff party with food and tours of the farm, games, kids' activities. That'll be from 12 to 5. Um, we're really trying to engage as much as possible um, folks right around the area. So if you're, uh, if you're nearby, please, please come on down on June 3rd from 12 to 5 and check out the farm. Um, there also, as you mentioned, there's going to be an event at the Braddock Library on May 19th that will be a plant sale. So if you're looking to um, get some, some of your tomatoes and peppers and such for this year, um, please come on down and, and support the, uh, the library as well. I, I think you've answered a question that I'm going to ask anyways, but I can, I can, you know, I can kind of anticipate sometimes what, what the listener is probably thinking, which might be, does this actually work? Do people actually, are they able to grow enough in, in Braddock or North Braddock or Glassport or McKeesport or whatever to actually put food on their tables? And the answer sounds to me like, in many cases, yes. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's there's always a, a balance. I mean, for for us, you know, we at Grow Pittsburgh, we provide the the staff that runs um, runs the farm, and we also offer um, uh, apprenticeship positions and internship positions, um, especially for young people. And we're currently actually looking for a okay. a crew leader um, through AmeriCorps to uh, to run one of our urban farmers and training program in Braddock. So if you're looking for a gig, please check out our website. Um, but um, so there is, you know, we're heavily subsidizing that end of production. Um, but we are able to bring in revenue by selling produce um, to the public um, at reduced costs. Um, and we offer uh, EBT discounts. Uh, we take the Food Bucks program and the Harvest Market um, tokens. Um, so and, and there's grow, a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Grow Pittsburgh is a, is a nonprofit then. Where, where does uh, the other funding come from? So we're um, funded in part by many uh, generous local foundations. Mm -hmm. We have um, a membership program. So if you're interested in supporting us uh, that way, we would love to have your support um, through individual donations. Um, we do have some uh, plant sales and some revenue generated that way. And also, as I mentioned before, Allegheny County Economic Development um, is one of the major program uh, funders mm -hmm. for our community garden program. And um, if there's somebody listening to this and they're saying, you know, I, I can tell these people something about urban gardening. I know about community farming. Please do. Uh, yeah. How do they get in touch with you? How can they get involved? You know, let us know if you're interested in maybe teaching a workshop mm -hmm. or um, becoming a member or um, just sharing some of the things that you're up to. You know, we love to be able to share um, stories from local folks who are growing food um, you know, sharing photos and all of that. So um, we'd, we'd love for you to get in touch, you know, through our website, uh, give us a call, um, stop by one of our sites um, during our um, tour hours or any other events and just, you know, tell us what you're interested in because I think the other aspect is, you know, we reach a lot of different people throughout the county and beyond and um, we are also um, able to advocate for uh, various, you know, policy changes or, you um, 
creating new events or new workshop opportunities based on what people are interested in and uh, excited about. And in the last 30 seconds or so, tell us again about the event coming up Saturday, May 12th at the First Presbyterian Church in Duquesne. Sure. So this is a really exciting day. It's going to be breaking ground and and, uh, building a garden at the uh, First Presbyterian Church with a very energetic group of people that are really uh, making the space something that um, everyone can get involved in. Uh, So we're looking for folks to help volunteer by uh, shoveling dirt and doing all the the grunt work as well as uh, having fun out there with some kids' activities. There will be food. Um, You can get a chance to check the site out and also meet some great people in town. So that's at the First Presbyterian Church in Duquesne. It's right there off of uh, Route 837, a couple of blocks down from Kennywood. Raiden Sirock has been our guest this morning. He's Director of Community Projects at Grow Pittsburgh. You can find them on Facebook and Twitter at Grow Pittsburgh. You can find them online at growpittsburgh.org, or you can call them at 412-362-4769 if you are interested in community farming or urban farming. Uh, Raiden, thanks so much for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Absolutely. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.